Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, May 6, 2022. This episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. Thought we would have Cousin Jared with us here today, but his schedule's got a little bit weird this week. Uh, we might grab him tomorrow. If not, we will see him next week. Uh, so for this Friday, uh, it's going to be a weird Friday today. Uh, it's just me. We got a lot of games without lines, a handful of games without confirmed starting pitchers, and a lot of weather. So lots to cover in some games, not a lot to cover in others. And we'll get you through it here on this Friday. Hopefully it's wherever you are, the weather's nice. There's a lot of places, like I said, where that's not the case. But in case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, and I'll analyze weather data in order to come up with some plays and totals. I'll make one pick, one pick only on every game that's played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As you go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling your wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I would like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. And yesterday, just continued that streak of bad variants. Did not get a single close win. All three games that we had action on that were within one run, all three went against us. And again, that's why I always say there's no locks. We want to always be a little bit more invested in the things that we like more, whether you agree with me or not on that. I think that's a solid strategy in general. Like I said, whether we're on the same, you know, I like something a little more than you. That's that's all good, right? But I think in general, we want to have a little bit more invested on the things we like. Uh, but we have to keep it reasonable because there are going to be nights like last night uh, where all the close things just don't go our way. Uh, we lost the three one-run games. Didn't get a single one. Didn't even that didn't even cover the Twins, who were tied late, and then lost it. Didn't talk about the Phillies. Just a disaster of late the, the way they lost those two games with gems by wheeler and nola and then giving up a you know whatever it was seven run eight runs in the ninth uh so yeah just a a frustrating day yesterday there got the hockey when it was a lot of fun um i'll talk tomorrow a little bit about game three since the stars are the team that i have a little bit of expertise with but before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball and there'll be your college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. Also, reminder, I encourage all my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolio, especially ones with reduced juice timelines. It's minus 105 on each side. For MLB games here this summer. With these at your disposal, you should be able to find an edge on any game. I have a couple that I recommend. The links are in the show's description and they're on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. We're going to start off maybe with a day game in Chicago. Tyler Anderson versus it's looking like Drew Smiley is what I'm assuming right now. The weather is just a disaster in this game. We've got rain. We've got 40 degrees. We've got 20-mile-an-hour winds blowing in. I mean, there's just a lot happening here. I'm not sure if this game gets played. Um, definitely one to keep an eye on. As of right now, there's no line out. 
Um, great pitching weather if it does happen. I mean, temperatures in the 40s and the wind blowing in. So uh, I don't see a lot of runs happening if that game happens. If there does appear to be a game and there's lines out, I'll post something on Twitter. As of now, I think it's more than 50-50 likely that this game gets postponed. But it's not as likely as some of the other games later, especially having all day to get this one in. I think it's possible they play, but I think it's slightly less than less than likely. So keep an eye on that, especially if you're DFS player or just traditional fantasy baseball. To our evening games, Pirates and Reds. JT Brubaker versus Connor Overton. Again, a game that might not happen. This one, definitely going to have some rain. Definitely going to have some sort of delay. I'd be shocked if this game starts at 640 Eastern and finishes straight through. Um, may get called after five or six. May not happen at all. May have a lengthy delay and finish late in the night. It's going to be nasty weather there as well. At least not as cold as Chicago. will be in the low 60s and no real wind to speak of, but just lots of rain. If this one does happen, the model says Pirates minus 115. We've talked about this. I couldn't back the Reds right now. Uh, you know, at, at at the prices they're being offered. Again, every team has a buy point. It's just the buy point for me on this Reds team. I, it, it wouldn't be out there. It just wouldn't. Um, so, yes, there is a number I play the Reds in this game, plus 150 maybe. You're not going to see that. Um, so it, it's either Pirates or Pass, but I don't think there's a lot of value on the Pirates either. I'm looking at total on this one. I don't really trust either pitcher. Brubaker's up and down. I don't dislike him necessarily, but I just I haven't seen the consistency that I want to see from him. You know, I have him slightly below league average. The upside's there every once in a while. He looks like he's got it, but I just I, I like I said, I just haven't seen the consistency that I want to see. And as we saw yesterday, the Reds last few, few days, the Reds keep scoring some runs. Uh, Connor Overton for the Reds. Another below average pitcher. Combine that with the bad Reds bullpen. Whether you want to go Pirates team total over on this one or full game over, I think either one makes sense. I'm going full game over eight and a half. I'm only giving it a C pick. Um, I'm not sure this game happens. I'm not sure it goes a full nine. Um, I don't really want a first five play on this. Uh, just because if I'm going over, I'd rather... I want that Reds bullpen involved. The first five reduces that possibility or only gives them an inning or two. Uh, so, I, you know, a lot of times in this situation, I would look first five, and I'm going to do that later on in the show here. So, hey, if weather cuts this off, let's let's get it in at, at this number. But here I want the Reds bullpen, so I want the full game. It was kind of It's kind of a C-plus pick for me, kind of waffled on B or C. I just I don't trust either one of these teams, and I honestly just don't want to be that invested in a game that I think is going to be kind of garbage if it happens. So personally, it's just it's a C-pick, like I said, C-plus. Um, if, if you want to be a little more invested in this over just because the Reds keep playing these high-scoring games, the only real over team in baseball right now, um, or you want to do Pirates team total over, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, just not not really for me tonight. 705 Eastern first pitch Mets at the Phillies. Max Scherzer versus Kyle Gibson. Another game that I don't think happens. I think this one has a slight chance depending on if the system stays further north that's coming through. 
So it's not impossible we get this game in. But if that system hits at all in Philadelphia, this game's gone. Uh, and, and we'll see either a doubleheader or a makeup game later in the season on an off day with these two teams. Weather should be in the low 50s. Wind should be blowing in. That's if the system hits. If it doesn't, it might be something completely different. So it's one of those things where the total is tough for me to analyze because when these systems just miss cities, sometimes the wind doesn't shift like we think, and sometimes it does. Uh, this actually happened to me uh, a few weeks ago. We were playing a night game, and we were right on the edge of a front coming through, a system coming through, and the rain just missed us. I mean, it was just a couple miles away, but you could tell when the wind just shifted on a dime. And so you just never really know how close the system's going to get, that sort of thing. So I don't know what the wind's going to do. And that kind of matters because if the wind's blowing in at, at double digit miles an hour versus if it's blowing out, you know, that matters for sure when analyzing this total. It should be a chilly night either way. But if the system hits, this game's gone. If it doesn't hit, I just, I'm not sure what the wind will do. I'd still probably go under if I had to on this total. The total seven, you have that push protection I'm always talking about. Love that number of seven, much better than six and a half. But the wind uncertainty, again, if the game plays, because if the game does play and the system hits and the wind does what we think it will, this game's not happening, so it doesn't matter. Gibson, just I just don't have a lot of faith in him. I know his results have been there. I just I don't I don't trust it. Um the Phillies just not knowing what's going to happen with them. Um, <laughs> offensively, they seem to find ways to lose at this point, low scoring, high scoring. I'd probably go under, but I like the Mets better. Uh, it's minus 133 right now. I'm giving that a B grade. Model thinks minus 145. So if it does happen, I want to back Scherzer at this price uh, against a, a Kyle Gibson, who, again, not bad. I just think he's getting more respect than he deserves. So if that game happens, Mets minus 133 B pick for me. 7 to 5 Eastern, first pitch Royals at the Orioles. Carlos Hernandez versus Jordan Lyles. Another weather situation. Baltimore being, um, again, a little bit further south, has a higher chance of getting this game in, a higher chance of it getting in five, six innings before getting called. Um, still a game that could easily be postponed. I'm going to go first five under four and a half and I'm giving this a B grade. It is minus 120 odds right now. I'm going this direction because I don't really trust either one of these starting pitchers, but I don't trust either offense either. And I think these two starters are better than what the bullpens offer for the most part. So I kind of want to just get my money and run on this one in case the game gets called after six after seven, something like that. If it goes the full nine and there's delays that would benefit pitchers, but I don't think this one's going to have delays based off of this system. It looks weather-wise like once it hits, it hits and it's done. They're not going to try to stick around and finish this game at 3 a.m. or something like that. So I'm going first five under four and a half. You could go full game under. I just, I think it's not a, a lot likely they get nine in. It is possible but as the night goes along, it's more likely that we see a delay. 
again, anything can happen with weather, but if it does go the full nine, I just don't trust the Orioles bullpen. And I think that Lyle, well, I think Lyles is a better pitcher than the Orioles bullpen and Hernandez is not great, but he's okay. And I don't trust the Orioles bats. So I think under's the way to go. It's a chilly night. It'll be in the upper fifties. Winds probably blowing in is what it looks like. Again, as I mentioned with the Phillies game, don't exactly know what'll what'll happen there. Model says Royals minus 107. So Royals plus 118 is the number that I'm seeing right now. You could go Royals at the plus odds. I, I don't think that's a bad play. Personally, though, I see the model inputs for Hernandez and Lyles, and the model says Hernandez is better. But just what I've seen this year, I don't know if that's true. Lyles is a pitcher that's just been very up and down over his whole career. And lately he looks more competent than at other stretches, whereas Hernandez looked better last year than he's looked this year. So I think the model's overvaluing the Royals a little. Even if they're even if the model's overvaluing the Royals a little bit, plus 118 probably still offers value I just think I, I, I just like the first five under more. Okay, so B pick for me on that one. Seven to five Eastern first pitch Rangers at the Yankees, and it's going to sound like a broken record, but another game that I just do not think happens. Uh, this is probably going to be one of the first ones called, um, in my opinion, being that this one is further north, and we have a pretty good idea uh, that this one's going to be wet just all day and all night. If it does happen, it should be a chilly night. Winds, I don't know, maybe blowing in. Um, model says Yankees minus 247. So if this game does happen, Yankees minus 225 offers some value. So I would be confident backing the Yankees there. Total is seven. So I don't like Yankees run line in this situation with a low total, maybe a chilly night. It could be a one nothing type game. Um, that's higher likelihood at least. And so I'd rather just lay the odds on the money line. But those type of odds, just nothing to get excited about. The pick for me is under seven. I'm giving it a B grade. I don't really trust either pitcher in this spot. Usually sevens for me are a lot of times A plays because a lot of times, as I've said, the numbers, I just don't think have adjusted to the weather, the lack of spring training, whatever's going on with the baseball so I think I think most totals are probably about a half run too high. And so seven's the number to take advantage of that because if it should be six and a half, but you're getting seven, you get that push protection there. And so I usually seven's an A pick for me just on the kind of the system and the theories that I'm working with. It, it's worked so far this year. But I just don't fully trust either pitcher. So I, if this game happens, I think under seven's the play. I just don't want to be over-invested, so I'll give it a B grade personally. 17 Eastern first pitch, White Sox at the Red Sox, Vince Velasquez versus Nathan Eovaldi. Um, Weather-wise here, more likely to get this one in. It looks like Boston is far enough north that um, we're going to be likelier to get this game in than any of the others that I talked about having issues. But again, the system could move just far enough north. So there's a possibility. Just keep an eye on the weather throughout the day. I'll try to retweet uh, updates of things that I see. At this point, though, I think this game gets in. I think we have a better idea of what the weather will be for now. 
Assuming that's the case, we'll be in the upper 50s to start, mid 50s to close. No real wind to speak of. Obviously, in the Hitters Park there, if you're on YouTube with us, you see that park factor there in Boston of 107. Definitely Hitters Park there. But with that said, I'm going under, and I'm going first five under again. Four and a half is the number. It's about minus 105. And I'm giving this an A grade. My reasoning here is uh, Velasquez and Jordan Lyles, both two former Astros pitchers that have just been up and down, have been at times horrific and at times fantastic. Velasquez is looking more solid these days. Eovaldi, of course, is a very good pitcher. I don't trust the White Sox bats at all. And I looked full game under at this one, but I kind of want no part of whatever the heck is happening in the Red Sox bullpen. Two nights ago, they're up four to three in the ninth inning and they lose 10 to five and 10 yesterday the game's tied at zero in the seventh and they lose eight to nothing i don't know what's happening in that bullpen in boston and i want no part of it i think evaldi's fantastic and whenever he's done i'm done <laughs> i don't want to be invested in this game after that velasquez just needs to go out there and give us five strong innings he did that last time out for us and i think he can do it again and at least keep it close. And that's all he really needs to do. I don't see the White Sox scoring much off of Eovaldi in the first five. As long as Velasquez doesn't give up, you know, a, a four spot or something, we're probably good on this one. So A grade, I like this one. First five under four and a half. Let's get our money and get out. And then if the Red Sox bullpen pitches well, whatever. Don't have to care. Model says Red Sox minus 148. So it thinks there's value on the White Sox at plus 159. I don't think that's a bad way to look, especially if you like the plus odds. Uh, it's one that, you know, a unit, a half unit, whatever on the White Sox, not a bad play, especially if you think whatever's going on with the Red Sox bullpen continues, if they're just overworked early in the season or that, you know, they just, they need the extra, you know, now we're down to 26 guys and need the extra guys. I don't know. Um, if you think whatever continues there, White Sox at plus 159 offers some good value. Uh, but I just, I like this first five under four and a half in this one, a grade for me. Which is the guardians. Kevin Gaussman versus Shane Bieber. Weather-wise, we're going to be in the mid-50s. A chance of rain here as well. It's going to be scattered, so it doesn't look like um, we're going to have a rain out as of now. That could change, but right now it looks like it's just going to be wet. One of those light rains where they play through it. Um Again, right now that this you know this will change a lot right before game time. So again, I'll tweet out some updates if I see anything. I think this one gets in. I just think it's ugly. If you're a, a DFS guy, these are two pitchers that if we have confirmation the game's going, I want in, and I want no part of any of the bats at either one of these two teams. Do not roster them. If you're on fantasy, bench these guys for other guys. Weather's going to be awful for hitting. Um, again, 15 to 20 mile an hour winds blowing in you know, a little bit of precipitation in cold weather. I mean, just great pitching weather and two great pitchers, Kevin Gaussman and Shane Bieber, two of the top pitchers that I project in my system. I'm going first five under three. It's even money and I'm giving it an A play. I'm giving it an A play because we have that push protection on three. And I am well aware that this game has a higher than normal probability of a push. When these numbers get closer to zero, the probability start bunching up. And so I'm well aware this game might push, but I have no problem going under three. Um, obviously, under three and a half is nice to get that winner on three, but I don't know what it's worth to pay. It's not something I really want to be invested in the odds are because I think this is pretty likely to be like nothing, nothing after five, you know, one, nothing after five, that sort of thing. But if something goes awry, I don't want to be paying odds for one pitcher just didn't have it that night. And that happens. 
right? So I'm always at the top of the show, right? There's no locks in gambling, so don't be over-invested. Um, the pitchers are great, but if one of them doesn't show up, you don't want to lose half your bankroll on it, right? So I love this one. I think it's a, I think it's a great play. I think that push protection is nice. It might push, but that's okay. We got a winner if it's a 0, 1, or 2. Even money is nice. So A grade for me on the first five under. Great pitchers, pitching weather. Um, I think there's a lot to like here on that one. Sidewise, model says Blue Jays minus 113, which would provide value on the Guardians plus 125. I don't know. <laughs> These two teams sidewise have been kind of a mystery for me. I, for the most part, seem to zig and they zag. So sidewise, I don't really have anything to add other than the model says the Guardians would be the play tonight. Uh, I just think total is a better way to go. I want first five specifically on the total rather than full game because the full game, I'm seeing only six and a halfs. I'm not seeing any sevens out there. And I don't want to deal with extra innings. I don't want to deal with, um, you know, bullpens potentially blowing it for us. I want to get my money and get out guaranteeing uh, action with these two great starters. So full game under isn't bad. It's just I don't like six and a half. I do like the push protection on the three. First five under, a pick for me there. Brewers at the Braves. Eric Lauer for the Brewers. No starting pitcher confirmed yet for the Braves. No line out on this one yet either. When we get the information there, I will tweet it out. Weather-wise, it's going to be a warm night in Atlanta to start off. Almost 80 degrees, closing around 70 with the winds blowing out to left field 10 to 20 miles an hour. So maybe an over spot, depending on what the number is, depending on who the starter is for the Braves. Again, I will tweet something out there when we get more information. 18 Eastern first pitch, Tigers at the Astros. We continue to roll with these Astros picks. Um, it's not always this simple zigging and zagging with the team that you watch more than anybody else. Uh, I said it yesterday, I, I feel like I've had a pretty good feel for this Astros team at this point. We've done some team totals. We've done some game totals. We've backed the Astros a few times. We just keep rolling with them. Uh, tonight, kind of a similar story to last night. Bo Brisky for the Tigers. Luis Garcia for the Astros. I mentioned it yesterday. The Astros just have a ton of pretty solid pitchers. I think Luis Garcia is pretty good. I think he's actually a step better than Jose Urquidy. Bo Brisky, not a great pitcher. I think uh, Tariq Skubal last night was better. Model says Astros minus 213, so Astros minus 195. There's some value there. Um, Total-wise, I said under yesterday. Today is a little bit of a different story with a total of 8.5. Uh, under 9, I think it makes some sense. 8.5. The question just is how much of the Astros is going to score so I will say Astros minus 195. I don't I think I mentioned this yesterday or the day before. Right. I don't love parlays a lot of times because it the thing to consider with parlays is just you never really know how much you're invested where. And then you'll have one game where you're way over invested in and then something loses in the parlay, and then you have another game where all of a sudden you liked it and you have no action on it or something like that. Or or to counter that again, you gotta like do a whole ton of different parlays and then it gets confusing. And again, now some things hit and all of a sudden you've got like half your bankroll on one game or something. It just gets wonky. And so I just want to have a little more control over what we're invested in to avoid some, we're already having tons of variants. I don't want to add any more to it. Right. So I don't love the parlays. Again, I know a lot of y'all do parlay. So if you do throw in the Astros money line into a parlay makes a lot of sense. I don't see them losing this game uh, personally. 
The question is how many runs are the Astros going to score? If you think they're going to score a lot, I think Astros' run line is the way to go. If you think their offense still hasn't gotten it going and or you see something in Bo Brisky, I think under is the way to go. So the answer to that question kind of tells you a, a, an extra thought for you. Personally, I'm doing the same play as last night. Tigers under three and a half. It's minus 130, so I don't love that juice, but I don't see the Tigers getting to four. They didn't sniff it last night. A play for me again tonight. I think Garcia is a better pitcher than Urquidy. And I think that Tigers are just going to have a lot of a hard time scoring a lot of runs. So Tigers under three and a half, even with a little bit of juice, a pick for me. Ace of Twins, 18 Eastern first pitch, Cole Irvin versus Josh Winder. Uh, weather-wise, we're going to be in the upper 60s to start, upper 50s to close, slight breeze blowing in. Model says Twins minus 171. Right now, that offers no value to either side. Total is seven and a half, and I'll go under. I'll go under seven and a half. It's minus 120. Only a B pick for me. Um, I don't really trust either one of these pitchers, um, but I definitely don't trust either offense. So I think under is the way to go. These two teams have been under teams for the most part. It just I can't get to an A grade for two reasons. Number one, minus 120 just doesn't excite me. Um, and I think that the fact that both pitchers – both pitchers just don't have a full grade of confidence for me. So I think under the right side, I like it. B pick for me just couldn't quite get to an A on that one. Nats Angels. Yoan Adon versus Jaime Berea in this one is what it appears to be. There is no line at the moment. Uh, Weather-wise, we're going to be in the low 70s, closing in the mid-60s, slight breeze blowing out. Uh, model says Angels minus 163. Uh, we'll see what the number is, and again, I'll tweet out about this one later in the day. Marlins the Padres, Cindy Alcantara versus you Darvish, 940 Eastern, first pitch. Weather-wise, in San Diego, will be in the mid to low 60s, a slight breeze out or across. I would say that the the wind is not going to have any effect on the game. A little bit warmer night in San Diego than some of the ones we've seen here recently, um, at least into the low 60s rather than the mid-50s. Padre, both these teams are fascinating uh, to me. Yesterday, they played a close game. Nick Martinez, uh, a great start. A guy said I just didn't completely trust. I liked what I saw from him last night. Uh, so definitely taking note of that. Is Padre's team is not as good as their record, okay? Let me say that. And, and hear me out if you're a Padres fan or if you're, you know, if you think that they're going to, you know, win 110 games or something. The schedule's been soft, and they've won a ton of one-run games, and very few teams can continue that all season. The Mariners did it last year, and it was phenomenal, but it's really hard to win that many one-run games. Usually that trends to about 50-50. That said, this Padres team has been impressive. So it's right now the question on the Padres is just how good are they? They're they're better than five. They, last year they fell apart and finished below 500, I believe. Um, they're better than 500 for sure. They're not going to win 110 games, <laughs> right? Where in that mix do they lie? And that's a great question. Like I said, I've been impressed so far. Huge upgrade at the manager position which helps, um, you know, they get Tatis back later. That's a whole other, you know, discussion to have when we get there. For now, 
I think I trust the Padres more than I'm leery of the Padres, if that makes any sense. Again, on that wide scale of how good is this team, I think I lean to good more than just above average. So I, I think I'm leaning towards, I'm, I'm starting to like what I'm seeing from this Padres team. I, I think I'm on them in general. This Marlins team, as we talked about, just a solid team, mostly a low-scoring team, though. They've had a couple of high-scoring games as of late, which really was confusing. For the most part, their offense is just decent. Their pitchers are great. Um, I, I, you know, Same thing here tonight. I, I look low-scoring game, but a total of six and a half, I just don't like. You could look first five under, but Darvish is just a little too inconsistent for me to isolate that. So I, I just I, I don't really love full game under at six and a half. Um, first five under is just a little scary because it's not going to take much from Darvish to blow that up. And I just don't fully trust him yet. I'm going to take Padres minus 125. And it's a B pick for me because I just don't trust Darvish at this point. I just have him at about league average, slightly better at this point, but not by a ton. And I like being on the Padres because if Darvish has a good start, then... We obviously have a great chance in this one. And if he doesn't, the Padres offense is still good enough that we're not, you know, dead in the water. But it's not an A pick for me because I just, again, I'm not fully backing Darvish. Model says Padres minus 139. So the, the number, just like last night, last night the number said Padres edge. They got the job done. It says Padres edge tonight too. Let's give it a whirl, see how it goes. B pick for me. I think the Padres are the right side here. I think they should be getting a little more respect than this, but. I don't want to be overinvested in Darvish. That's just personal. If you love you, Darvish, feel free to up this to an A grade in your book. 940 Eastern first pitch, Rockies, the Diamondbacks, Chad Kuhl versus Merrill Kelly. Our boy Merrill Kelly, especially at home, I love backing this guy. I think you have to back him in one way, shape, or form. Now, the model says Diamondbacks minus 127. And so a price of Diamondbacks minus 142 is just a little bit too far for me personally uh, game total is eight i would definitely look under i've talked about before these rockies bats on the road not good the biggest question to me in this game is how many runs the diamondbacks score i do not think the rockies will score very many runs on merrill kelly you have a combination of a pitcher who's underrated that i really like at home where he does great against the rockies offense that good at home not otherwise I don't think the Rockies score many runs. Kind of tells you where I'm going. <laughs> but the question, before I get to that, the question is, how many runs will the Diamondbacks score? So is Diamondbacks offense for real? Are they actually league average? Or are they, you know, just kind of a little hot streak and they're still very bad? It, it, that's the question. Chad Kuhl doesn't really provide a great answer to that. I don't really know. He's had some ups and downs. He's been okay. Depending on kind of which eye I close, you know, on looking at him, you could say he, you could talk me into he's a league average pitcher. Um, or you could talk me into he's, you know, barely hanging on to a spot in the league. So I have a lot of questions about Chad Kuhl. I don't, I don't, I, I think the truth is probably like most things in life, right? I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, but it's just, he's highly variable. And this Diamondbacks offense is just one that I don't know what to make of. As bad as they were early, they've been competent here the last couple of weeks. Diamondbacks have been winning. So there's just so many question marks on that side of the ball. I'll tell you this. 
if you think Chad Kuehl's for real and or, or at least can be average, and you think this Dimex offense, if you stand by, they're not good. It's been luck. And some of those were luck. So, uh, twice they scored more runs than they had hits in the game. So some of it was luck for sure. If that's your angle, game total under eight is your play. If you think this Dimex offense is still a little disrespected and they're going to be average and you think Chad Kuehl more journeyman type pitcher than anything else, I think you lay the 142 with the Diamondbacks. Two great angles depending on what you think of me. I have no idea. I'm going Rockies under three and a half. It's about even money. A play for me. I'd be shocked if the Rockies got going too much offensively. Doesn't mean they can't get the four, right? So let's not throw half our bankroll on it. But I think under three and a half offers a ton of value. I think the most likely scenarios here are the Rockies scratch out a run or two. I really like this one under three and a half, A grade for me, especially hovering around even money. Raise the Mariners. Raise likely using an opener. Um, last report I saw that was leaning like Matt Weisler. Uh, Mariners going with Logan Gilbert. Model says Mariners minus 121, plugging in a bullpen game for the Rays. Depending on who starts, that might get adjusted a little bit. It's probably rounding year. Um, no line, no total out for this one yet at the moment. So another one I'll update on Twitter. My Twitter update today is just going to be constant about this line came out. This is what's happening. This is what we like here. What's the weather? Again, a wild Friday. Hopefully, again, hopefully you're at a place where the weather's nice. Uh, this time of year, you can enjoy that. If not, uh, you know, stay safe and stay dry. But yeah, a, a weird day for sure on this Friday, but I'll tweet out about that game later. And then the nightcap Cardinals Giants, Jordan Hicks versus Alex Cobb. This game did not have a line on it um, when I took the screenshot of the picks, and then it popped up right after that. I had a number out there for you. Hope you saw that number. My number's Giants minus 128. Number came out at 105 on each side. I locked in Giants minus 105 as an A pick. Hopefully you saw, hey, I like the Giants on that one. I put it in the sheet right away. I tweeted about it right away. So follow that sheet. That link again is at the website. Follow on Twitter for that update. Right after that, I saw the number was moving up. I think it was already at Giants minus 118 uh, when I hit this record button here. No idea where it'll go if it'll come back down, but I think at least early on there were other people like me who said the Giants should be favored in this game. I like Alex Cobb. I think he's good. Uh, I think pitching in that park gives him an extra boost. I really like him a lot. Jordan Hicks, as we've talked about before, just not a lot of data on him. At this point, I project him, you know, maybe a little bit above average, but he just hasn't been great so far. Obviously, a ton of injuries. It's hard to think he'll go too, too deep. Um, Weather-wise, we're going to be in the mid-50s. Uh, wind's blowing out. That doesn't mean anything in that park. Saw a total of seven. I think I, I, I like under seven. I like under seven. If, if I didn't, if this Giants line, again, the model says Giants minus 128. I'm playing the Giants up to about minus 130. Um, above that, it's a tougher ask. You know, once you get in that minus 130 range, it definitely drops from an A to a B pick. So, again, I don't know where the number's going to go. Just trying to help prep you for what might happen throughout the day, depending on when you watch this. Um, if the number gets out of hand and you still see a seven out there, I think under seven is a good play. It's it's kind of a B plus A minus pick. A lot of it has to do with how you feel about Jordan Hicks and how you feel about what the heck's happened with this Giants bullpen. 
lately. And that's, again, why it's a harder play if the number gets out towards Giants minus 130 is Giants bullpen has been fantastic the last you know year and a half or so. And the last two nights, just not good. It makes me a little bit makes me a little bit nervous on this. It makes me a little bit nervous on that total under seven. In general, I'm going to trust that they're still a really good bullpen. And I'm not going to overreact to two nights. But, I mean, it happened. And I'm not – it's it's on my mind, right? It's something that you got to – you can't completely ignore. Um, but I think in general, I think the sound strategy is to say that that isn't who they are. So I still think Giants is the great side. I still think under seven. I really like both of them, okay? But, again, there is that hesitancy. So kind of depending on how you feel about that kind of can be in what the number, what the odds exactly are, kind of can be the shift, in my opinion, between A or B on Giants and uh, game under. Um, hopefully that made sense. Hopefully you can have a good plan of attack from, from what I said there about that one. And that does it for me today. Kind of. Again, lots of Twitter updates for sure coming throughout the day. A recap of the Apex. Got a couple of first five unders. White Sox and Red Sox. I'm going first five under four and a half. Blue Jays at the Guardians going first five under three. A couple of team totals. I'm going Tigers and Nationals. I'm going Tigers under three and a half. Definitely have to lay some juice on that one. Uh, If you have under three around even money, that's also solid. Um... Again, you might push, but I still would give it an A grade because I don't mind. Pushes don't bother me. Losses bother me, right? So uh, under three around even money, still an A grade. I Under two and a half, I just don't like going team total under two and a half personally. Uh, so if you have a two and a half, I'd shop around and find a three or a three and a half on that one. And then Rockies Diamondbacks going Rockies team total under three and a half about even money. And then locked in the A pick on the Giants at minus 105. Hopefully you did the same before the number jumped or – the number comes back down for you. If not on that one, I still think under seven makes a lot of sense um, if that number is available. Sometimes the numbers come out early. They move around a lot, so I have no idea what's going to happen. Hopefully you can get you a good one on that one. That's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link at the website www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all of the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow, maybe with Cousin Jared, maybe not. We'll see what his life holds. Until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.